This is James Woodcock's podcast, episode 33, recorded 29th of August 2012, Lost Kids App. Hello, I am James Woodcock from jameswoodcock.co.uk, and today I have with me Stephen Fern, who is here to tell us all about the new iPhone app, Lost Kids. Thank you for joining me today, Stephen. It's a pleasure. So before we begin, maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm actually not a, a tech person, um, nor in, in any way involved in the, in the app industry. Um, I, professionally, I, I work in finance. Uh, I happen to be a father of six, and um, this was something that, uh, watching a television documentary over a year ago, um, stirred my thinking both as a, as a parent and, I suppose, as an entrepreneur. And, um, and that was really the beginning of the idea of, of Lost Kids as an app. So six children, that's quite a feat in itself, surely, before we even get to apps. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I always blame it on watching the Waltons uh, as a child. I always remember watching that on a regular basis, thinking I'd, I, you know, I'd love a house with uh, lots and lots of people of different ages and family and friends around all the time. And here we are, six children later. I think you've achieved your dream. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm, I'm sure it is a nightmare for any parent who is distracted for just one single moment, only to realise that their child is no longer by their side. So the Lost Kids app you represent aims to help parents in this situation be reunited with their children if this occurs. So how does it achieve this? Well, I think it's probably useful to, to go back to what created the idea behind the app initially. Um, and in essence, if you think of the child abduction stories which have haunted us here in the United Kingdom, James Bulger and Maddie McCann in America, um, very famous story of J.C. Lee Delgado and, and in Australia, Daniel Morecambe. Uh, lots of common features about them. Um, but in essence, uh, you know, when a child goes missing, it, it can do so in a situation which, in the James Bulger situation, is literally a matter of seconds or in other situations, is you know the child's been missing for twenty minutes or an hour or even longer, and after the event, uh, you know it's only uh, sometime later that people realise that the child is actually missing, and it's uh, unusual circumstances. Uh, in essence, if you think about what we've been doing for centuries, you know, we call upon those people in in the area to help us look, whether that's running around and shouting for our friends and neighbours to come out and help us to look whether it's announcing over a tannoy at a, a village fete or a country fair uh, that a child is missing, or in a shopping mall using, the uh, again, the, the PA system. Um, it's a very common feature that we enlist the help of people in the vicinity. And in essence, that's in, in two stages. Generally speaking, you've got the kind of immediate search, which in 99% of situations will reunite the parent with the child. But then, of course, you've got the harrowing situation of an abduction, um, which typically requires a a more widespread alert, possibly issued by the police through media. Um, But in every situation, information is key, and the speed of that information is key. So in essence, all that the app does is it uses technology to identify who is in the area and to send them an alert from the parent or the carer which actually details a photograph of the child, um, the details of when they went missing and where they went missing, and enlists the help of all those people around to help you know, with the search itself. In essence, you're not doing anything different than, you know, than the authorities issue uh, with a public alert or an amber alert 
uh, maybe three hours later. It's the same information, but with the app, you're actually in control of the alert. You are able to do it obviously much quicker, and the information comes back to you as a parent. So partly it's about using traditional sort of techniques and combining those with technology to put a parent in control of the situation. And that's critical because the parents are the people with the natural instinct that knows when something is wrong. And um, you know, in order to enlist everybody in the vicinity uh, without this technology, that's an exceptionally difficult thing to do. So, of course, you're not recommending you ignore the current safeguards that are in place. It's just another tool for the parents, isn't it? We're not in, in any way, shape or form ignoring the fact that the parents will, of course, naturally uh, enlist the traditional methods, whether that's calling the police, contacting you know, the local lifeguard or whatever it happens to be. This is a parallel system, but it's one that is instant and puts the parents in immediate control. And if you put in the context of the fact that something like 75% of children who are abducted and murdered are actually murdered within the first three hours after the child is taken, um, waiting for the authorities and the police and the media to get that alert out to everybody is, in the vast majority of cases, too late and a very, very frustrating and scary time for every parent. So the idea here is that you are in control. It's a very community-related idea. You know, we, we all live in communities, whether that's a, a village, a town, a city, or even a, a country. And the idea is to enlist the people in your area to help you find your child. In the vast majority of situations, the threat to your child is a natural threat. It's falling into water, falling into a neighbor's pool or hot tub, uh, being knocked down by uh, a passing motor vehicle. You know, those are the real threats to your children. And again, enlisting your neighbors, the people in the community to help you find your child quickly, that is critical in the vast majority of situations to help your child you know, not be harmed, whether that's accidentally or deliberately. So who is exactly involved with the development of the app? I believe you've actually got some family members there as well. Yeah, well, when I, I actually watched a documentary about the J.C. Lee Delgado abduction in the States, that was my first, um, my first initiative that, that really led me to think about the app. And I myself had lost one of my children in France. Uh, I thought he was with my wife. She thought he was with me. 20 minutes later, we both realized that neither of us had our three-year-old. A very scary experience, particularly in a foreign country. When I had spent the night thinking about the J.C. Lee Delgado abduction and the James Bulger ab abduction um, and the Maddie McCann uh, situation, it essentially struck me that this was something that, that I, I needed to do something about. And I spoke to both of my brothers, and, and strangely enough, they both had similar experiences. In fact, my elder brother, who's a surgeon, he, he is still traumatized by the fact that 17 years ago he lost his daughter in a, in a supermarket um, and she was missing for 30 odd minutes. And in fact, she'd relatively innocently gone, popped into the toilet without telling him and uh, had got herself locked in. Oh. Um, but at a very, very scary time. So as soon as I spoke to both my brothers about it, they said, yeah, you know, let's, uh, let's look into this. And I contacted a technology company and asked them, I told them what I wanted to achieve, but not being a technical person, I had no idea whether it was achievable. And they came back to me and explained the relatively uh, expensive process of putting this technology into place. Although the concept is quite simple, technology behind it is quite sophisticated. And it's a fairly significant investment. So it was a big decision for us uh, to, to go ahead with this. 
But it's such an important issue and such an emotive issue for every parent that we thought it was absolutely something uh, that we should do. Um, and that was uh, a process that took about nine months from start to finish in terms of turning the idea into the app itself. Now, I've been reading up on the internet what other media outlets have been saying about you, but what, from your own perspective, what has been the reaction to this app? It, it has been phenomenal. I mean, I think to a certain extent, if I'm, if I'm honest, I, I, I actually believe that would be the case anyway. I, when I originally thought about this and spoke to friends in various places around the world, the reaction was immediately something that was hugely positive. I think there was a general sort of consensus of, of why would you not want to help? Why would you not want the app on your, on your system if you're a parent for, you know, for less than half the price of a cup of coffee? You know, why not be prepared should the worst happen? And, and of course, it's a ha- an app we hope you never have to use. But um, I think the reaction then was, was, was actually fairly overwhelming. What's happened in the media has been amazing, really. I think it's, it's, it's quite rare for any app to get any kind of press or publicity in the first sort of year of its, uh, of its development. Um, you know, there are over a million apps out there, and to get any kind of visibility is exceptionally difficult. We were on national television within 24 hours of the app being launched. We made national newspapers in the UK without us even making contact with the newspapers. Um, some global publications like Mashable, Parenting Magazine, um, Pando Daily, you know, these are huge tech publications, huge parenting publications um, that, that literally jumped on the story within hours of it being released. Um, and within 48 hours of, of the app launch, you know, we found ourselves headlining in Italian newspapers, Chinese newspapers, Indonesian websites, literally all over the world. Um, we were making headline news. So in many respects, it was phenomenal. Um, and you know, We even had huge billboards showing the Lost Kids app up in Times Square in New York last week. So it's been fairly overwhelming. It's very exciting to actually watch it on the uh, internet and, and see how quickly word is spreading, whether it's via Twitter or Facebook um, and just lots of publications. And the app review sites have, again, been absolutely raving uh, about the, the app. And I think in some respect what they're seeing is, is just this reaction to an app that actually is useful. It actually well, is beyond useful in some respects. It, it could change the way in which we live and it could save, save lives. And you know, if you think 50 million people uh, share the concept of draw something, uh, as an app, uh, you know, you've got to think that we're actually slightly more concerned about the child's welfare and, and the lives of children than we are about drawing pictures. Indeed. So, um, you know, we'd like to think that uh, that the reaction to this was something that we, we, we expected simply because it's such an important issue. And you really need that exposure, don't you? Because the more people that would use an app like this, the more chance you've got to find in that missing child. Absolutely. This, this, at the end of the day, this is all about community. And I think although the app itself has, has actually gone worldwide, um, the, the key thing about this is that it doesn't matter if you live in England, whether this works in Australia or America. What matters is that in your community, enough people have heard about it because you've, you've told friends, you've shared it with people at school, at the school gates, you've talked to people at, at the local clubs and associations and community buildings. Whatever it happens to be, if this works in your community, in the vast majority of situations, that's all that matters. 
and in any community, whether it's a village or, or a town or even in a city, you know, just spreading the word very quickly amongst that community means that you're creating a safe zone for children that do get lost. At the end of the day, you know, the, the, the good guys out there outnumber the bad guys 10,000 to one. You know, with the app, you've got hundreds, if not thousands of other, other, other people out there who are good people all looking out for your children. And it makes it an exceptionally dangerous space for, um, for any predator to act, uh, as well as actually dealing with the reality of the situation, which is you know, the app sends out no different information than would be issued by the police. It just does it instantly uh, and to a group of registered users. So it's a, it's a pretty safe way of actually enlisting that community. And I think that's really the sense of what we're now really trying to uh, achieve, which is to get people to, to take responsibility within their community for spreading the word. And we've got some amazing advocates out there who are literally going around with posters and flyers and, and, uh, and writing their own press releases and things just to get things going in their community. It's, it's amazing. Some of the stories are absolutely amazing. So maybe you can talk us through how we use the app then. So let's say we've already downloaded this free app. What's the process of registration? What sort of information is needed? Yeah, well, the app itself is a free-to-download app. That means that if you download the app just because you want to help and you're happy to, to volunteer to look if uh, the child goes missing in your area, it literally is as simple as going to the iTunes app store and downloading the app to your phone. Uh, if you have the app on your phone, all that you need to know is that if a parent or carer who lives in your neighbourhood happens to lose their child and they issue an alert, you will receive an alert on your phone. It will show a photograph of the child. It will give you whatever relevant details the parent is happy to disclose. And if you then look around, you, you will basically either see the child or you may think of a situation that maybe you've seen the child in the last few minutes. You've got information, but you actually haven't got the child itself. If you see the child, you will literally, within the app, press a button which allows you to directly call the parent and, of course, say, I have your child here. You know, meet me outside Boots uh, and, uh, you know, we'll hand the child over. You can, on the app, of course, check the identity of the parent. But by definition, you know, we all have a degree of common sense. When somebody comes up and says, that's my child, you'll be able to tell from the reaction of the child as well as the fact that on your iPhone you've got the parent's details, including photographs, that you're handing the child over to the, to the right person. If, in fact, you don't have the child, but you have information uh, relating to the child, maybe you saw the child 20 minutes ago, maybe saw your child getting onto a bus or being put into a car, for example, keeping that information could be critical if this does turn out to be an abduction. And so we thought long and hard about this. And in essence, we realized that the last thing we wanted was parents to be inundated with phone calls and information. Every shred of information could be critical at a later stage. So within the app itself, if you have information, you effectively press a button that allows you to send that information via text within the app itself to the parent. And that way, not only can the parent actually see the information that you're sending, but you're also maintaining a permanent log of any information that may be critical if the police are later called in to investigate or find the child who obviously isn't returned within a short space of time. So as a user, I think it's pretty straightforward. You just download the app. Of course, ultimately, this is uh, an app for parents and carers. So the app itself um, is a free app. But if you wish to register a child, 
Um, uh, obviously, you're wanting to do this right at the outset. The last thing you want to be doing is registering your child and its details in the middle of a blind panic because your child has gone missing. So when you download the app, you're offered the uh, option to register a child. Now, it's the minimum charge that iTunes allow us to charge for this. Uh, it is 69 pence for a whole year. And you can put any number of children onto your registration, as well as issuing any number of alerts through the year. So it's a very, very nominal charge. But once you've actually paid your 69 pence, you then essentially upload the details of each of your children, a photograph, uh, relevant details, height, weight, hair color, eye color, etc., and any specific identifying details. And they are permanently then on your app should you need to issue an alert. Now, again, we would love it if nobody ever had to use, use this app. Um, but in that situation where you've lost your child, it's a very simple process. You just click on the app. You click on your children. A list of your children comes up. You click on the profile of the child that's gone missing. A little box will come up at that point asking you if there's any relevant information on the day. For example, they were wearing a red coat. So you can choose to add some additional information at the time if you wish, and then you can press send alert. Now, what happens when you send that alert is in the first instance, everybody within about a mile of you will receive that information, detailing the child, where they were missing, when they went missing, and of course, the ability to contact you should they have the child or have information relating to the child. About five minutes later, you will receive as a, as a a parent, you will receive a notification saying, have you found your child? And if the answer to that is yes, you're given a number of options so that you can let everybody know the child has been found, it was a false alarm, it was a, a found by a friend, or you know, we found the child ourselves. So everybody stays informed in the process. If you haven't found the child within that five-minute alert period, the second alert will then be issued. And it's like concentric circles. The alert will get wider and wider as time progresses. At each point, you're being asked, have you found the child yet? If the answer to that question is no, the alert will effectively extend. And the idea behind that is, of course, for an innocent alert, the likelihood is you're going to find your child within the first five or ten minutes, probably within a matter of two, three, four hundred meters of where you are. But over a period of time, you're increasing the likelihood of the child being abducted. Uh, and that is the reason the child has gone missing. And so at that stage, you want to enlist the wider community. This is a little bit like the Amber Alert in America, where effectively railway stations and motorways and service stations and petrol stations, you know, everybody's being asked to look for a child in a car. You've got an image of the child. You know what the child looks like. And not only does it enlist a much wider part of the community to help you look for the child, it also says to any potential abductor, you're not going to get away with this. You know, without the app, you put a child into your car and drive away. Nobody's going to notice. Over 30, over 30 people challenged the two boys that, that, that um, abducted Jamie Bulger. Over 30. And said, what are you doing with this child? Nobody knew he was missing. So they got away with it. With the app, it just wouldn't have happened. And so in the, in the mind of any potential predator, this makes uh, the, uh, the, the attacking or, or uh, abduction of a child you know, exceptionally risky because 
instead of it just being you against the parent, it's you against the hundreds, if not thousands of eyes in a 25-mile radius, all looking for that child. Um, and so, in essence, it's, it's a fairly sophisticated system, but the, from the user perspective, it's very, very simple. And, of course, every smartphone tends to have a camera with it now as well, so... Of course, and, and again, you know, the idea behind this is with information, you know, again, an awful lot of us can help. So, as you say, if, you've, if you see a child getting into a car or, or being thrown into a car, you can pick up that, that smartphone, click, take a picture. You've got the evidence there and then, you know, who to contact with the information, you know, what to do with it. And there's a great trail there for the police, should the police need to become involved later on, if the child isn't relatively quickly reunited with the, child, with the, with the parent. Now, I've noticed on comments of your app on iTunes, there was some concern of what is supported worldwide, country per country. So is there any limitations there? No. In fact, um, at, at present, we're, we're downloading, I, th- I think our second biggest download country is China. Uh, Italy is very big, for example. Mexico, Spain. It literally is a matter of, uh, of getting this out in front of, first, international media and then national level media to encourage people to download the app and become part of the community. So, for example, the Lost Kids app page on Facebook is an important starting point for us in building this idea of this is this is more than just an app. It's it's about building a community of people who care for the children in that community. And uh, you know, the more people take that first step of saying, "Yeah, I care. I'm going to download the app." Uh, within the app itself, you can invite all your friends on Facebook and Twitter to participate. And, uh, you know, our objective here is very simple. We, you know, we would like to see this app on every smartphone, uh, you know, in the world uh, as a free download because the, the more people have this, the safer the world is for all of our children. And that's a key point, isn't it? Children. So can you ever see the app expanding into other age ranges? So, for example, the elderly or individuals with learning disabilities, which have yeah. got a similar sort of risks. Uh, absolutely. And, and in fact, very early on, um, we, you know, we, we, we were contacted by organisations uh, dealing with um, par- uh, adults with Alzheimer's. We've been contacted by organizations dealing with children with learning difficulties essentially you know this doesn't have to be young children this doesn't have to be a toddler that's gone missing you know it could be teenagers it could be toddlers it could be uh older it could be adults with learning difficulties or or as you say grandparents with alzheimer's um it could be used across the board um there is a discussion already going on as to whether or not you need a separate app for that i think most good people would be happy to help look for you know, a child with a learning difficulty or an adult with a learning difficulty or a grandparent with Alzheimer's. You know, at the end of the day, you're just talking about being a good citizen and actually having the opportunity to help. And most of us would actually help if we knew we were being called upon to help. Uh, and that's what this app does. It allows all the good people to say, you know, yeah, I'm going to stand up here and, and be a part of this community that's, that will make the place a safer place. It, it's you know, if you think we have neighbourhood watch for our possessions, what is more priceless than, than you know, the life of a child or, or the life of somebody who's vulnerable? And that is, in essence, what this is doing. It's bringing communities together to keep their eyes and ears open for vulnerable, uh, vulnerable human beings. 
So you're going to have to collect a lot of information from people for this app to work. And of course, that raises concerns of its own. So just to give people a little bit of ease, how is the information that the app collects stored? And once the child is located, what happens then? Yeah, I think one of the reasons the app, the app has a, a cost, albeit a minimal uh, and nominal cost, is that we have spent a lot of money making sure that the information is is exceptionally secure. Uh, and of course, this could be a hell of a lot of information. Now, in some respects, it's, it's no different than Facebook. People post all kinds of information, personal information on on Facebook, and um, you know there is a certain degree of trust there that the server capability and the security is put in place. Uh, so that it is as far as possible, you know, completely safe and secure. Now, the level of information we we have got is is actually, relatively speaking, uh, quite innocent, quite innocuous. You know, if you want to see photographs of children, you just Google images children, and millions of photographs will come up. We're just going to have lots of photographs of individual child children's faces. Um, so the actual information itself is not sensitive. However. It is, a, it is placed on secure servers, uh, and those secure servers and the systems that surround them, we actually pay for external penetration testing from third-party companies whose job it is to try and hack through into your systems to see if there are any gaps uh, and security breaches that are possible. Uh, and that is, in essence, our, our guarantee. Nobody can ever say, even the biggest, most secure Swiss private banks can ever say, Everything is 100% secure. But what we can say is that it is as secure as you can possibly make it. And in terms of the information that is available, you know, it is pretty innocent in terms of the data that's already out there on uh, you know, each and every human being on the planet that engages with the Internet, for example. And I guess another parent's concern, and this is just to address concerns, really. Uh-huh of the app being misused by the very people we're trying to protect our children from, you know, yeah, these people I, could use it for their own devices, shall we say. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think it's the first natural question. But it, but actually, when, when everybody uh, thinks through uh, what we've actually done, they see, in fact, uh, uh, that this is, in fact, entirely the opposite of that first instinctive reaction that a predator could use this. The easiest way to describe that is to, is to describe the situation as it currently stands. If you're sitting in a shopping centre and you lose your child, um, it's simply a race between you and a predator that's in the shopping centre as to who sees your child first. If the predator sees a lone child, they don't need an alert to tell them that that child is on their on their own. A predator would would actually see your child, and they would know that, that provided they can take that child without you, the parent, seeing them, they will get away with it. It's as simple as that. Now, with the app, any predator will only receive an alert if they are in the area already. So by definition, the app alert doesn't increase the number or the likelihood of a predator being around if your child is missing. The predator still has to see your child on their own. The app alert doesn't change the fact that the predator who is already in the area can see your child. So the app actually doesn't change two of the critical components. The fact that the predator needs to be in the area, they wouldn't get an alert if they weren't, and they need to see your child alone. The app doesn't change that. What the app does do, though, is it says, instead of it being a race for the predator to get to the child before you as a lone parent, the predator is now thinking, I've just received an alert, and so have these hundreds of other people around me. They are all looking for that child. 
I've got to believe as a predator I can get to that child before anybody else sees it. I've got to speak to the child without anybody noticing. And I've got to try and walk out of here with that child when every single person in this shopping center has actually received an alert with that child's photograph. I'm not going to be able to get away with it. Why would I try? So that's the first phase. And then the second phase is you look at what would naturally happen in that situation. What would naturally happen is if you brought the authorities in, they will immediately issue an alert with the name and a photograph and the details of where that child has gone missing. The, the alert does no more than that. It just does it quicker. And when every second counts, that is critical to every parent. We want to get this information out. If we're happy with the police and the media issuing an alert, why wouldn't we, we be happy sending out exactly the same information? It is no greater risk, and you're, getting, you're stacking the odds in your favor. Instead of it being a one-to-one -one chase between you and a predator, it's 10,000 to one. In addition to that, final level of extra security is if you have this app on your phone, you have to have a registered account. That at the moment includes a registered iTunes account in order for you to effectively download the app itself onto your phone. So a general media alert can go to everybody and nobody would be able to know who has received that information. If something happens to a child, we will know exactly who's received this alert as they will all be registered users. If anything, this is a huge deterrent from a predator for a predator, A, to have the app on their phone and B, if they received an alert, they are almost certainly going to want to get out of that area quick because if they are a known predator, they will be immediately pinpointed by the police. And without the app, that just wouldn't happen. So the American Humane Association is known to support the Lost Kids app, but what does that mean for the app and for you? Well, American Humane is, is one of the oldest and best-loved charities in America, and it splits its work between animal welfare, which is very well known in Hollywood, and uh, its child welfare program. And because of its huge reach across America and around the world with various uh, associated bodies, um, it seemed to be the perfect organization for us to talk to. One of the big themes of American Humane's child welfare program is, is about allowing children to, to, to play, to grow and learn in a safe environment. And so they were very keen to partner with us as part of this educational program to say, you know, provide we put the right infrastructures in place. You know, we need to give our children freedom. We need to actually give our children an opportunity to, to really explore. But we need to do that knowing we've done everything possible to make sure that that is a safe and secure environment. And the Lost Kids app is just one tool that a parent can use to help them build those, uh, th those whole frameworks of, of safety around allowing our children to play. At the end of the day, you know, we want our communities to be safe and our communities are going to be safer if we know that everybody has kind of stepped forward and said, we will be there if we're called upon. We, will, we are there to keep an eye out for not only our own children, but other people's children. And do you know what? The, rea the reality is the vast majority of society is like that. The vast majority of the society are good people who are actually willing to help willing to be part of a good society, and we, we outweigh the bad guys, you know, 10,000 to one. This, we, but we are the silent majority, and this is a chance for us to sort of provide that framework. And American Humane 
give us the infrastructure across the whole of the United States to really drill that message down to communities communities across America. And obviously, if it's successful in America, it will then be replicated uh, in other countries around the world. So America really is pioneering the process. But literally, you know, the United Kingdom, Australia, Canada, we're literally, uh, you know, only only feet behind in terms of, of making progress with this. So as we've mentioned before in the podcast, the more people, the many millions of people that use this app are actually could really make a difference. So where can we find out more about the Lost Kids app? Well, I think the primary place is the Lost Kids website, um, lostkids.com. Uh, and what we're really encouraging people to do is to is to join us on the Facebook page, to like our Facebook page, because that allows us to engage with everybody. And it also allows us to share uh, our news and our stories and developments with uh, an actively engaged community. Um, so uh, those are the two places we'd recommend people to go. And, of course, to go down to the, the app store itself and download the app and put some reviews on there and, and share as widely as possible. Tell your friends, tell your family, uh, and you know, if everybody out there tells five people and they all tell five people, you very quickly have this exponential growth, which is uh, exactly what the app needs. Well, thank you very much for your time, Stephen, and uh, I truly hope that your app does well as a result because it's for such a good cause. Thank you very much.